So, so you're doing. So you said you're doing a, a thing now. Or yeah, doing? it's called Baby Geniuses, and okay. it's a podcast. And we based we, on the movie Baby Geniuses. No, but we just thought that'd be a funny name for sure. it. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing it for almost a year now, and uh, it used to be weekly, but now it's on sort of a biweekly schedule because Emily's in LA working on a Fox mm-hmm. show. Ooh. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's always that's always a tough when all, when all of your friends get super famous, right? I know. <laughs> but you, but you, you know, you're a you're a, a New York Times illustrator since the, since the last time I spoke with you. It's true. The New York Times is like the best one to tell your parents about. Yeah. That's like the, when they're like, "Oh, wow, okay, we'll actually save this." But then my mom got all jaded and and she stopped saving all my articles. Now she only saves the like really huge ones. <laughs> that, that's fu- like you prob- if they're small, she's like, "Oh, that was a small one." You probably really felt that too, because you because you know for a while you're like, "Well, I'm doing these these dumb little comics that I'm xeroxing." Yeah, you know, with like boners and stuff. And I mean, to their credit, my parents have always been like super supportive. Yeah. of all my like shitty drawings, like I'm amazed. That they were supportive of me when I was doing shit in high school and yeah. making zines. How, how different were the high school zines from, from what you're doing now? They were way more autobiographical, and like I would write about my boyfriend, and my I'd write about my period a lot. It was they were really gross, um, but then also I would have like haikus in there, and like I would write about like my favorite kind of shampoo, and I don't know. They were just kind of like a mixed bag of stuff but they were really weird and were, gross were they and intentionally funny or were they kind of funny by accident it sounds like they were funny yeah. a lot of them i was trying to be funny and weird yeah uh so some things haven't changed <laughs> I, I, I i was thinking about this recently actually um that like because you've been doing lists for for a long time yeah it lists are like an easy yeah go-to really and it's funny because it seems like the rest of the world is caught up with you. Like I was thinking about I know, the right? That, like, the internet is basically a, a it's series all of lists, lists now. now. And now I'm bored of them and I'm like, I fucking can't stand lists anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna do them anymore. Really? Yeah, I'm really bored of them. Like I I still have uh, a lot of jokes that start to be formatted in list form, mm-hmm. but I, I formatted in form. Um but I I want to expand them now and just change them up a little bit or or at least have like every part of the list be on a different page or of the zine or whatever. Yeah, just get out of that yeah. boring format. Do, do that <laughs> that <sp-> BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, well I mean, you, you, you said it. Um, no, I still, I like BuzzFeed. <laughs> I was just reading something on there yesterday that I really liked. Yeah, BuzzFeed is one of those things where, like, even it's if you, easy to, it, you, you, just, you can't, you can't avoid it. You it's can't. just, it's just the first go-to yeah. for, for that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why it's the first go-to, right? It's yeah, doing very well. Um, I'm just sick of listicles. Yeah, is that was it? It's just was it kind of were lists kind of like an easier thing than just doing like sequ- the sequential comics that everybody does? Uh, I just wasn't as interested in doing sequential comics. Um, it's funny because right now I'm working on a, a long format comic story that's way more traditional than most things I've ever done. Mm. Um, I kind of like to go in and out of of traditional approaches to comics. Yeah, what, what this is just uh, you're working on a new book, or is this for somebody? I don't know what it's for yet. I started yeah. posting it online just today. I posted the first uh, three pages. Um, it's called Coyote Dog Girl, mm-hmm. and it's a western. Okay. Sounds like like a Western. Yeah, and it's starting out just with this, like, coyote cowgirl, and she's talking to her horse, and they're escaping from some people who are 
pursuing them, <laughs> and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> so, so the lists will go away, but the horses are gonna. The horses are here to stay. Yeah, yeah, probably forever. Yeah, you've been drawing horses for. We always we always come back to horses with you. I know. <laughs> well, they're kind of a big part of my work. Yeah. Why? Why is that? I don't know. I just really like them. It's like when I you like drawing them. Yeah, I like thinking about them, drawing them being around them when, um, when I was eight years old I started taking horseback riding lessons and up until that point it had been cats 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 like I thought I was a cat and then when I took my first riding lesson suddenly I just it was like a bomb went off like I just it was like horses are it that's funny because like <laughs> you know obviously there's a, a pretty well established stereotype of little girls liking horses but yeah times it's from afar and you didn't like have that moment until you were actually atop a horse I liked them but but yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't go totally bonkers for them until I was on one yeah. and and like interacting with them in person. I don't know what it's about. I couldn't tell you <laughs> why. Are you are you like are you working through it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really. It's kind of. I mean, people ask me all the time like why I like horses, why I like animals, and it's a little bit like trying. I mean, I always now I just say like it's trying to. It's like trying to explain why I like ice cream. Like yeah. I just like it. You yeah. Know? Are, are it's you, good. <laughs> are, are you like? Are you working toward ranch with horse? Is that the is that the end goal? What with horse? Ranch with horse. Ranch with horse. Oh, in my life. Yeah. Uh, that's the dream. But in reality, I don't know if I could do that. I just I'm not a very good farm worker. I was never that great at riding. Um, horses actually frighten me a little bit. Yeah. Which is why I'm not currently like taking lessons. I mean, also because I live in the city. Um. But yeah. I think horseback riding is really dangerous. So you so you told me that um, yeah. So we're so we're, for 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 contextual purposes, we're we're in your studio right now in, in Brooklyn. Um, and he told me that you've got kind of. I guess you're working against a deadline right now. Is that why you've got to be here until late? Uh, right now, I'm designing an album cover for oh. my friends, and okay. then I'm also designing a book cover for my other friend. Yeah. So I got a couple of things piled up, and. Um, then in a couple of weeks, I'm leaving for Minneapolis for a week-long art residency. Um, it's called PFC, and it has a lot of cartoonists involved, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. But yeah, I got to finish a bunch of stuff before I go. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's that's fun though. What, yeah. what is, have you done a residency before? Not quite like this, and I still don't know what to expect, and yeah. I don't know if we're gonna do, like collaborate or do experimental comics or or just work on our own stuff. I have oh. no idea. You just agreed because you wanted to go to beautiful Minneapolis? Honestly, I just saw the list of other people okay. going, and I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go. Because it's like Eleanor, Eleanor Davis, yeah. Lily Carre, uh, Genevieve Castre, Domitil Collardy. Like, sure. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I mean, these are people that I mean, these are pe- people that you see at shows, though, right? I mean, these are yeah, but I, I actually haven't spent that much time with most of them. Um, Domitil is like a close friend, yeah. and she is in Brooklyn, but... Um, Genevieve, I've only like really met twice, and Eleanor lives in like Georgia or something. So, and I've only met her once, I think. Yeah, um, I feel close to them, like interacting with them online, sure. and I feel like a camaraderie with them through our work yeah. and mutual sort of respect. But, um, but yeah, I want to hang out with them. I want to like feel like I'm in a sorority with them for a week. <laughs> I want to give them makeovers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's funny, actually, because like, and, and related to Don't Eat, like, this was something that we were talking about before. So this is this is um, th- this is your space now. You're yeah. in here with a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and 
for that reason alone, it's different than the, the old space that you worked out of. It doesn't feel different in terms of gender, really, because like it just feels different as a space because at Pizza Island, we were all really crammed together. Mm-hmm. We had, I don't know if you ever, did you ever come I never there? Actually visited, no. um, the space was really tiny. We had like six or seven people crammed into mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny room. And here it's like five people and we all have quite a bit of square footage. So you can sort of feel like you're by yourself sometimes, but we also play music out loud here and at Pizza Island, we never did. And, um, Pizza Island is a little bit more about sharing our snacks and, and gossiping. And (laughs) we do that here too. The sleepover, as you were saying before. Occasionally it felt like that. Um, I guess here, well, also I'm, I don't, I was friends with those girls first before I was in a studio with them. Um, and here I've gotten to know the guys better since coming in here, but it just feels a little more professional for that yeah. reason. I'm a little bit on my better behavior yeah. here. Yeah. So, so what is the, I mean, but gender wise, it doesn't really feel that different. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, the same fart jokes probably is. Yeah. 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 There were more fart jokes with the girls. <laughs> like the humor was way grosser. I must yeah. say. That's interesting. Actually. I'm wondering if like, I mean, how long have you been in the space for? Uh, almost a year. Okay. So that's the guys that, here like, are like better behaved than the girls. And like, they're, they think they're being gross sometimes and they'll yeah. make like dick jokes and be like, Oh, it's probably too bro for you, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, you have no idea how disgusting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were at Pizza yeah. Island. <laughs> um, so, I kind of miss that sometimes. So is it like, you know, obviously there's, there's the kind of the, the rent issue. I mean, obviously it's cheaper to, to share a studio with yes. a bunch of people, it, but you know, why, why share a studio? Is that the, is that the main reason? Uh, Honestly, I, I'd always worked at home. I'd always liked that better. Even when I was in college and we had our own art studios, I would just go home and work there. Um, but after Pizza Island ended, I went back to working at home and it just wasn't really functioning for me anymore. And I got really depressed and kind of agoraphobic and I like wasn't leaving the house enough. Um, and so part of me looking for a studio was just to like remedy that like yeah. i need to leave the house once a day at least and yeah. work in another space with other people um so that's kind of what this is for me i mean also it's just nice to work around other professionals and get advice from them and and inspiration and even when you're not when you're all quiet it kind of just keeps you motivated to be working next to other people who are working that's always been kind of like the the, the chicken and the egg question for me is you know are are cartoonists cartoonists because they're antisocial, or how yeah. much of of that kind of solitary job makes them more antisocial? I don't know. I mean, cartoonists are definitely weirder and less social than illustrators. Yeah, who are weirder and less social than designers? <laughs> I'd say there's like a We're weirder and less social than the rest of the general public <laughs> than so. people in finance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's a very huge generalization. Of course, there are cartoonists who are like social butterflies, but that's not the norm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lo- I, I think a lot of cartoonists my age are just beginning to like learn to be healthy in their lives. Like, um, that's something I've noticed. Like, we've all sort of been these like weirdos who are kind of just bad at like taking care of ourselves, but we, yeah. we can get the work done. Yeah. And then only recently are we learning like, Oh, I can, I can go out and hang out with people and like take a shower regularly and still get work done. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's just, I think that's just like th- this, 
this whole thing of becoming like a, a, a grown person like you know, yeah maybe that's just being a grown-up and it's not just like a cartoonist thing yeah because because we were talking about this this restaurant that i went to before and and do you ever, do you ever have that moment where you're like <laughs> you walk into a restaurant and you're like oh yeah i'm like at a point in my life now where you know i can buy food yeah, I know. Isn't that it's exciting? A weird, it's a weird thing. I still feel weird going to restaurants by myself. I'm yeah. like, oh, what if I, can I like sit here and read my book while I order yeah. my food? Is someone going to kick me out? <laughs> like, no, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Although, and, yeah. And, I, <laughs> I still, and I assume that you're doing, you know, you're, you're living in Manhattan. I assume you're doing okay for yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's doing, I, yeah, we moved there actually because my boyfriend works in Chelsea and his commute was getting pretty shitty from Greenpoint, yeah. as you can imagine. Um, so now we're both commuting. but uh, <laughs> you're, you're reverse commuting now. We like live in an apartment now like half the size of the one we were in in Greenpoint. Yeah. But it's cool. We got rid of half our shit. Um, we didn't need that shit. <laughs> Feels good. Yeah. Uh, Are you spending less time at home now that your place is half as large? Um, no, it's really cozy. I did a yeah. really good job decorating it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you were saying before that you were like becoming, like, I guess, more social in a sense. A little bit. I'm, yeah, just a tiny bit. I still, like, to me, there's nothing better than, like, having my plans be canceled for the night so sure. I can just stay by myself. Sure. No, like, I get that. That's the best feeling. I get that. Um, I'm still a big time flake. Yeah. Yeah. I do like to be by myself. That'll never change. What is, what is the, uh, what's, what's the book tour life like for you then? Oh God. It, it's crazy. Um, I mean, it's really, it's actually really great because it's, it's like a self-selecting audience. So wherever I go, the people who come out for that event are super excited. So it's not, it's not like, it's not like you're at a bookstore and there's obviously like a lot of people who just kind of happen to be like shuffling around. I think, I think my publisher did a really good job of making sure that the events were at stores where they could get a good crowd. D&Q? Yeah. John Quarterly. Um, they really are good at, at what they do sure. in terms of like yeah. publicity and stuff. I've, I would not I, mess with Peggy Burns. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> she She's a wildcat at the karaoke <laughs> mic. <laughs> she's a very impressive person. Um, and I felt like I was in very good hands yeah. touring. Like even when things went wrong, I felt like it was taken care of. And like, When did things go wrong? Oh, just like sometimes you know when you're doing like a reading technical difficulties will occur and it's it's awkward but like now it's like that used to be like the most embarrassing thing to me and now it's like not that big a deal it's like whatever (laughs) what what were the what what were the venues like um mostly bookstores i did i did one event in portland i did livewire oh yeah which is a show um and that was terrifying because i was on stage with Kristen shawl and she and I were supposed to read my Warhorse review together. She, she, you know, she blurbed your book. Yes. So you guys are bros. Um, I had met her once. <laughs> I had met her okay. one time. She's familiar with your work. I, I illustrated a book that she wrote a long time ago, and okay. that's how we originally met. Yeah. Uh, but we were not bros. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to be her bro. Sure. She seems like a pretty sweet bro. Yeah, she is the sweetest person yeah. ever. Um, but it was terrifying. Like, so this is like, yeah, this is, yeah. It's I mean, so it's an NPR show. It's recorded live. It's like a live band. Yeah, is that the? Was that like the? Is Luke Burbank doing it now? Is yes. There, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you're gonna read your movie review with Kristen, but you can't show any images because it's for radio. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Okay, because you, because we've we've worked a lot together in the past where you've done like like carousel shows. Yeah. Which is you standing, just such a, it's such a weird 
weird thing to describe because it sounds like it shouldn't work, but it I know, does. but it does somehow. You standing basically in front of a projector and reading your comics. Yeah, off the I just screen. show the slides and I read it, but it's funny because you can actually see what I'm describing. Yeah. But I, I'm not a stand-up comedian, and I don't think I ever could be. And so, to me, standing on a stage talking without showing images is like a nightmare yeah um but it actually went okay because Kristen's really funny and she made it funny i mean it's it's especially weird because obviously this is not something that was written to be read on stage no it's a review of a movie yeah somehow it worked i think yeah i'm i'm alive (laughs) so uh, otherwise what was like what was a typical audience like for you uh good i mean it's funny because like with a stand-up audience, if they don't laugh, it's like a big failure, right? It's like you're joke bombed. Yeah. But with a book reading crowd, I think they tend to be more polite. So even if I'm telling a joke and they don't laugh, it doesn't mean they didn't enjoy it. Like sometimes the audiences were just super quiet. And then afterwards they'd be like, that was so great. I'm like, yeah. really? Why weren't you laughing? That, that's interesting. As I say, not something that had occurred to me before, but you know, given what your comics are like, especially the list ones. I mean, it is just like telling a series of jokes, right? I know. I think with comics and and with just readings, people are a little more quiet. Yeah. Some of the audiences were really laughy. Or they were were thinking. They were thinking about the jokes in a Hmm. way you wouldn't. (laughs) The expectations are different when you go into a bookstore. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'd, I'd say they all went really well, all the events. Yeah. Yeah, has has that has that has that like, this is probably kind of a silly question, but like, now that you've, I don't know, now that you've had to sort of like analyze your work from like <laughs> nine or ten different angles, has yeah. it made you rethink anything? Actually, I think it it's just made me super excited to make more work. Yeah, um, it's funny because the book, it's like, oh, this is all work I made in the last two years. So I've already sort of digested it and decided what I need to do better for next mm-hmm. time. So reading reviews of it is kind of pointless. Cause it's like, I already know what I need to improve upon. Um, that sounds kind of like I'm bitter or something, but no, I, I mean that you see, so, so I mean, you write reviews and you feel like those reviews like reflected your own criticism of yourself. Some of them, some of them, I just feel like, I don't know, miss the boat or whatever, but, sure. um, <laughs> It doesn't make sense for me to pay attention to them, really. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got to know going into that that people people aren't just are not going to get it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just not for them or yeah. whatever. But I mean, most most people liked it, so that's all I can hope for. Yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, and and I'll certainly give you credit for making something that's not like other things that are out. Yeah, there. I hope I hope so. I hope that's what most people take away from it that it's something different. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that book where I'm like, hmm, I'm not really interested in making this kind of work anymore. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because, you know, obviously there are some like kind of aesthetic and thematic consistencies over yeah. the, the mini comics that you've been doing and the stuff that's And that'll here. continue. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm always going to have animals and, and like weird hats sex jokes and, and hats. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably continue to draw hats. But, but I mean, have you in a sense, is, is this like a closing of a chapter for you? I don't know. Never say never, but I don't, I'm not really interested in doing film reviews anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, I could just keep doing those yeah. for the next 10 years. And there's pl- plenty of places that'll, that'll publish them. Yeah. Um, but I just got bored of them. That said, like if a week from now I feel like doing one, I'll do one. 
but um, I like some people are just like, oh, when's the next movie review? I'm like, I don't know, maybe never. <laughs> it is kind of, it's kind of a weird thing to get bored of in the sense that like you know the movies will keep changing, right? So it's it's not like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but in, I'm always just reacting to something that somebody else created, um, which I think is limited in terms of hmm. me creating new content. Like I'd rather just create something from scratch or or like write about something else like something that's happening in my life or i don't know it was a it was a good i'm glad i did them (laughs) what what was the process like i mean did you did you go into a movie knowing that you were going to do a review of it the first time i did it i just watched transformers 3 and it (laughs) was like i need to make art yeah it was just an insane experience and i at the time i was working on my children's book and i was really kind of in the last uh the final stretch of that and i was kind of losing my mind um and so i took one night off and just wrote this review of transformers and i painted up the little illustrations and and then i almost threw it in the garbage but i asked my boyfriend if it was worth posting and he was like yeah just put it on your blog (laughs) see if people like it and i did and they did so it's funny like i i do sometimes use my tumblr as like a like a measure of something success which yeah. i shouldn't because like the things that do the best on there are like gifts of cats sure but um but it is a, a like a low pressure way of gauging response sometimes where it's like nobody's paying me to do this this isn't on somebody else's blog this is just me so i'll just throw it up there but but if you didn't have if you didn't have tumblr would you just be throwing more stuff out generally uh, I mean, if there wasn't, you know. Oh no! I mean, if I didn't have Tumblr, it'd be like something else. But I mean, if you, if you didn't have Twitter, if you didn't have like, if you know, if the internet, if if you were doing this like, you know, fifteen years before. I mean, oh, in that case, I'd just be making zines and passing them around to yeah. my friends. Uh, that's like old school Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I did in high school. I would just make zines at Kinkos and give them to my friends. And if my friends like really loved them, I would make a little couple more and yeah. a couple more, and. Um, yeah, that's how I really got into comics in the first place. Is showing my zines at little conventions and stuff. You, know, you, ha- you had a you had a zine come out not not or a mini comic come out not too long before the book came out. Oh, sell your boobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. sell your boobs. Um, are, are you going to keep Are you going to keep making that? I mean, now that you're like a now that you're a published author. Yeah, I think I'll keep making zines. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of I, I'm thinking about making another floppy comic like. Um, I want you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of I like smaller comics. Just just because you can get it out there faster. Yeah, and I I like how sort of ephemeral zines are. Like with sell your boobs. Like I have. <laughs> you can just say. It's funny. But sell your boobs. Such a stupid title. I um, just like I, I see you on like MSNBC or something. Or, um, well, sell your boobs. Yeah. Well. Joe would sell your boobs. What I really <laughs> was making a political. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna just name my zines. That's one reason to keep putting them out is so I can put more stupid titles out yeah. into the world. Um, was there? Well, that's actually interesting. You know, it was was um, it, what was the what was the title conversation like with Drawn Quarterly? Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I threw a lot of things out there. I was like, save a horse, ride a handle wall. That's like I've always wanted to call something that, but. Yeah. Um, but I always kind of circled back around to My Dirty Dumb Eyes. Um, that was like a title that I had in mind from the beginning. And uh, it never was like a pow, this is the right title moment. But, it, you know, it just kind of felt like it fit. You weren't like throwing out 
dirty stuff that they didn't want. Or, oh no, okay. no, no. That, there is never any kind of thing like that yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, no, like the, the alternative titles in the back of the book, that's just a joke. Okay. Like none of those were ever <laughs> yeah. under consideration. So, so, and I hate to even ask this question, but like what, what, what's the deal with the title? Um, my dirty dumb eyes. Well, when we were pitching the book, my agent and I were sort of like, "What is this book? This is like the world through your eyes." It's just like, uh, and I'm like, okay, what do I see when I look at the world? Um, I see dirty, dumb stuff. Like, I, it's like, it's kind of a pretentious thing. Like, oh, the world through my eyes. Like, yeah. anyone should give a shit. Like, what I see the world as. But they do because I see funny stuff and stupid stuff and it's entertaining. So um, I don't know. And I just like the sound of it. It also sounds a little like damn dirty ape. Sure. sure. <laughs> sure. So, so like obviously you've got a somewhat like literal cover. You know, you've got things shooting out of, out yeah. of somebody's eyes. I mean, what, do you, 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 did you feel the need to kind of make a joke around that if you're doing such a, you know, a pretentious title? Um, no, but I definitely... I definitely wanted a dog on the cover uh, <laughs> because um, I was at the airport and I was looking at all the bestsellers. You know, they have them in a yeah. row. Um, and like at one point, four of them had Labradors on the cover and most of them had them sort of peeking up so you could see mm-hmm. like their eyes looking over the cover and their nose. Um, so I was like, okay, if, I'm, if I get a book, I'm going to make that the cover. I'm going to have a Labrador. I, like I want a bestseller? Yeah, just like as a joke. Like, all I have to do is put a Labrador on it, and it'll sell well. Um, except mine's going to be awesome. It's going to have helicopters shooting out of its eyes. I don't know. It just seemed like a really fun thing to draw. So, What, 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 was, the, <laughs> uh, what was the process of working with Toronto Curry like? I mean, were they oh, super it's, hands-on? It's super hands-off. So easygoing. Yeah. Just like, at first I was freaking out, and I was like, ah, Tom, I don't know what this book's going to be should i include the movie reviews or not or like does this go together and he was just like whatever just do it like he's like you could just like hand us a pile of loose artwork and have us like scan everything for you and edit it for you and stuff but it'll take a little longer if you do it that way um they were super easygoing and then tracy uh heron edited my book and she just put everything into this like order that made a lot of sense and um, so you didn't just you didn't just like you didn't just send a, a pile of no, to Montreal. No, no, I I scanned it and and I I had it in like a an order that I originally put it into and I was like I don't know if this is the right order and she rearranged things a little bit and just kind of tidied up my mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you uh, are you working are you working towards another book now? I guess so. I guess I always am. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just making work and but that not. Just means like collecting stuff. You're not. Yeah, collecting. I'm not. I'm not worrying about what it's gonna. For me, it's. I find it's best to not worry about what it's gonna look like in finished form because yeah. then I just get anxious and I don't want to make it. Um, so I'm doing this cowboy comic and I'm gonna see what happens with that. Uh, I mean, it sounds like it could, it could potentially be a long form thing, though. I mean, are you are you yeah. doing, are you doing more like narrative stuff after that book? I don't know. This is just kind of what I felt like doing. Yeah. Um, it's already uh, twice as long as the longest comic I've done before. Which is how many pages, roughly? Oh, right now I'm up to like 16 or 17 yeah. pages, which isn't very long for most people, but for me it's super long. Sure. And I've written out more of it. Um, so I guess I'll just do it until I get bored or feel like it needs to end. 
How 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 closely are you following the, the feedback? I mean, you said you're like you're, you're kind of like sending stuff out to, to Tumblr to see how people react to it. Oh, I just posted the first couple pages today. I just this comic's a little more touchy feely and not as funny um, as other stuff I've done. There's not like you know so many. It's funny, but it's like in a weird way. It's not like there are actual jokes. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? It's just like it's a little funny how the girl talks and and like things about it are odd it's like quirky more than funny maybe or, i don't know i don't like no, i don't like the word quirky word. but well when i I've, I've shown it to like two close friends and and they i've been surprised at how they've laughed at parts of it mm. maybe just because they know me maybe that's yeah. why um but it in of itself it's it's not a funny funny comic um but so part of just posting it is like, are people actually interested in this? I don't know. Maybe this one's just for me, but we'll see. Are you are you are you surprised when you know when people who don't know you react the way they do to your work? Yeah, it's a little bit weird. It's always weird when like strangers are like, "I love your book" or yeah. or whatever. Um, there's a little bit of a disconnect where I forget what they're actually responding to or. I don't know. It's nice though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is is it one of those situations where they feel like they like? I mean, do people do people feel like they know you once they read your book? Sometimes, or sometimes people, I think they think I'll be like crazy or weird when they yeah. meet me because my work's a little violent or sexual. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty normal, so, I guess. <laughs> so people, are, so people are like on their guard when they meet you for the first time. Maybe some people are super nervous to meet me, and that's yeah. funny. Yeah. I'm usually pretty nice. <laughs> cool so so you're doing are you doing are you doing more new york time stuff is that, is that uh, still yeah 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 i have plans to is that your main is that kind of your main income or no at this point or? no i actually haven't done anything for them in quite a long time no. um when i want to make money like illustration's a good way to go but i i'm losing interest in it a little bit um but money i mean you live in you live in manhattan so money is money's i know important. actually I, I did some character and background designs for an animation uh, not too long ago, and uh, so the income from that has been keeping me going for a little bit. Um, and we're trying to sell it as a show, so that's, that's knock cool. on wood that that works. So you just did design, though? You didn't actually do any of the writing for it? Um, no, my friend, a really close friend from high school wrote it. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sort of... I think eventually I'll go in that direction, like towards thinking in terms of TV shows and yeah. animation. Um, it I don't know. Like if, a good fit. Yeah, and it just seems like a lot of people are doing that right now, and I'm like, oh, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> so I mean, you, when you put a when you put a book like that out in the world, do you you know the offers don't just start like rolling in from from places looking for for you know for pitches? They're not like rolling in, but. Yeah, I mean, people are people yeah. are interested. Um, I, I have like an entertainment agent now, <laughs> which is weird. What is that, what does <laughs> At United Talent Agency. Just uh, just for like script writing, or what is an entertainment agent? I don't even know. You don't know? You have an agent? You don't know what? I you know. Mean? I don't know yet. I've had a bunch of conference calls with them, and I'm like, I don't understand. Take but through that process <laughs> of like of, of of how you got an entertainment agent that you don't know what they do for you. It was through my. Oh, this is going to just not make any sense to people who listen to this. They'll be like, what the fuck is she talking? She lives in Manhattan and she has two agents? What the yeah. hell? Um, <laughs> it's going to make me sound like such a billionaire, but I make less <laughs> than a teacher. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. 
um, it's all it's all long term goal. With um, so you've, I mean, you've, with you've comics, got a book agent. You don't. You do not make money from comics. Yeah. Let me just put that out there. No, I get. I get that. And and you've got a book agent. That makes I have sense a book you agent. Make books. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm on. I'm on board with you so far. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She just was like, we we need to think in terms of like TV shows and yeah. um stuff like that. So your your book agent said that. Yeah. Like, we need to figure out how to actually make you money because publishing doesn't make money? I guess that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm interested in animated shows, sure. so this just seems like a good step. But it it's not like they're suddenly putting me into meetings with, like, Wes Anderson or whatever. Yeah. It's just it's just a stepping stone. I'm, to- I'm, I'm, like, fascinated by pitch meetings right now. I've been in a yeah. few. Have you been in some? I have been in some. They're and, terrifying and they're me. they're all the same, at least the ones that I've been in, which are, I'm going to name you two things that exist right now, and how can we make that into one thing, one yeah. successful thing. Which is so weird, because that just means you're going to get something that looks like two other things that already exist. Sure, but, I mean, you know, they're successful things, so it makes sense that we want to make the exact same thing. Right. But that's that's just, like, what those people want to hear they want to hear like oh this is going to be exactly like louis or or girls yeah. and that's like what they understand is things that have already been made because if you say this is a completely new thing it'll yeah. scare the shit out of them <laughs> so have you, have you have you like how far into this process have you gone have you done not that? far okay so you no. you haven't sat down and done that pitch yet no have you have you thought in terms of like luckily i've i've like started to understand what that process is like through my friend's show that I've worked on. Yeah. So I've like been in a couple of meetings through that. I've been like, okay, this is what this is like. Um, it's terrifying, but can, I haven't actually pitched anything of my own yet. Can, can you talk about that project at all? Or no, I can't yet. Unfortunately. Okay. Can you, can you, can you tell me just like how it came about? I mean, this is somebody you've known for a long time. He, he had a pitch. This is the first thing he pitched when he was in L.A., actually, and, and, he's, and he's years ago. trying to pitch. He's out in L.A. pitching shows at, the, at this point? He's a, he's a successful writer. Oh, okay. He actually works on shows. Um, he's he's brilliant. Um, and he sent in this you pitch. You went to high school with him. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's the smart one. I'm his dumb friend. No, um, he had this pitch, and he actually just included a bunch of my artwork in his pitch without asking me <laughs> and then afterwards he was like oh hey i did this um do you want to like work on this thing yeah. that i wrote um and i said yes and yeah it's been like a couple of years now okay. in in the process of it's like it, it takes a long time yeah that stuff everything does though i mean like you had how, how long how long did, did the book take i mean obviously like you had already written a lot of that stuff yeah luckily the book is like oh i'll just put together all this shit already yeah. made for the most part although there are like 60 pages of new content um very important <laughs> a lot of people are like all of this is online yeah. no it's not true <laughs> yeah. um and you but, don't want to take your laptop onto the toilet so i've tried and it yeah. just doesn't feel good. Buy a book. It doesn't feel right no, to have your lap nice that warm when you're peeing. <laughs> well, actually, when you describe it that way, it actually sounds quite pleasant. I know. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll try it again. We were saying that, like, before that, like, you know, the, the, the zeitgeist is sort of, like, caught up to you right now, that everybody's doing lists. So it's, it seems like the time to kind of strike while the iron's hot, right? I mean, like, uh, you know. What? To... To, to pitch stuff for TV when, oh. you're doing, when you're doing lists, when you're kind of appealing to like, in yeah. a sense, like people's short attention spans. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make a TV show that's like a list, but <laughs> in list form. <laughs> I mean, it's go- it's going to happen anyway, right? So you might as well be the one to do it. I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, oh, it doesn't even need to be one big plot in one TV show. Yeah. It could just be like a bunch of shorts, but they're all mine. Yeah. Um, like that could work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I only have like the tiniest beginnings of ideas right now, so... You don't you don't feel like in this like in this world of like of you know instant gratification that that a, that a list show could be successful on television? It could, but I just don't know if I want to be a part of it. You don't want to be the person like dumbing down. Yeah, to me even further. If I do something, I want it to be really good and yeah. Um, I mean, it can definitely be dumb because I like dumb stuff. Sure, but yeah, I want it to be good too. There you go, Lisa Hannawalt. Uh, fantastic, as as always. Uh, thanks so much to Lisa. She's got a new book out now on Drawn Quarterly. It's called My Dirty Dumb Eyes. Definitely check that hilariousness out and all of her various mini-comics. Uh, I am uh, talking to you from a very small hotel room in Berlin, Germany right now on about an hour of sleep. So... Thing, uh, good thing I only have to record this thing at the at the end of the show. Uh, thanks to Lisa. Thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in yet again. Um, if you like what you heard, you can rate us on iTunes or shoot us an email. It's riylcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. We have a Tumblr. It's riylcast.tumblr.com. Um, bunch of good shows still coming up. Got uh, interviews with Kim Deitch, uh, Richie Watts, Leslie Stein, a uh, whole bunch of other good ones. Oh, Seth, Seth uh, Lynn from uh, This American Life. That's coming up as well. Um, we'll be back with you in the very near future with another episode of R.I.Y.L. 